we are looking at the judges of Israel. This is now part six. I can't believe we're already six weeks into this. Uh, we're going to continue looking at Deborah and Barak. We'll finish them up this week. Uh, again, Deborah is the fourth judge of Israel. She is the only female judge for Israel. And when she's judging, she asks Barak to help lead the battle. Last week, we talked about how Deborah was a prophetess for God, how she was serving God before she became the judge of Israel. Uh, we talked about how Deborah was part of God's plan to help deliver Israel from Jabin. Uh, but it took God's people 20 years uh, to come to their senses and realize their wrongdoing and finally go to God and ask him for help. Again, this is a very long time to stay away from God. A lot of time was wasted uh, that could have been spent having a good, close relationship with their Heavenly Father. And a lot of time was wasted that they could have been serving God and praising God. Uh, Deborah asked Barak to help lead the battle, and he says, okay, but he does put an if in there. Uh, he says, if you help, I'll go. And Deborah, she loved God so much and wanted God's help uh, or wanted God's plan to move forward, wanted to help with that and wanted to be obedient to God. So she says, I will surely go with thee. There was not a doubt in her mind. Uh, she saw that work needed to be done. So she jumped in and got it done. Uh, we need to make sure that we have this kind of attitude about serving God. Uh, anything we see that needs done can be done by us. I mean, if we see a need, we could do it. Why not? We've seen the need. God showed it to us. We can do it. Uh, so we're all updated on what we went over last week. So let's keep moving forward. Uh, we're going to look at Judges chapter 4, verse 10. It says, And Barak called Zebulon and Naphtali to Kadesh, and he went up with 10,000 men at his feet, and Deborah went up with him. So first I see here is that they had integrity. Uh, both Barak and Deborah, they had integrity. Uh, Barak was a man of his word. Now, he did what he said he would do. Barak said he would go to battle, and he is now, uh, in this verse, going to battle. Of course, we talked about, he said, I'll go if you go. Thankfully, she went, and he went too. Uh, we see here that he does follow through on saying he would go. Uh, Deborah was also a woman of her word. Deborah said she would uh, go with him. Uh, when, when Barak asked her if she would go into battle, she said she would go. And we see in this verse, verse 10, that she is going with them. They both have integrity. They both kept their word. Uh, we need to have integrity also. Uh, if, we're, if we say we're going to do something, we need to do it. Uh, we can't be wavering on things that we have committed to. Uh, Proverbs 10.9 says, He that walketh uprightly walketh surely. But he that perverteth his way shall be known. Uh, perverteth here means to turn around, turn away, or twist up. Uh, and upright means straight. Uh, if we are, uh, say we're going to do something, then God expects us to actually do it, to follow through on our word uh, and do it as we say we would do. And we can't try to twist things up or turn to the left or right and try to change things as we go. Uh, Proverbs 11.3 it starts off, the integrity of the upright shall guide them. We, we must have integrity. Uh, and then uh, probably a well-known verse, Numbers 30, verse 2. If a man vow a vow unto the Lord or swear 
an oath to bind his soul with a bond. He shall not break his word. He shall do according to all that proceedeth out of his mouth. Uh, this verse says that if we say something, uh, we need to do what we say. Whatever proceeds out of our mouth, we need to do. Uh, if we say we're going to do something, if we say we're going to uh, sing a special in church and then we never get around to doing it, we're not being obedient. Uh, we're not obeying the whole word of God. Uh, if we say we're going to teach or say we're going to help uh, with a class and then we don't do it or we only show up some of the time, we're only kind of half invested in this thing, uh, then we're not being obedient. If we say we will uh, help with something around the church here and then we don't show up or maybe we show up and we just uh, stand in the corner talking or playing on our phone or something like that then we're not being obedient. We need to make sure we actually follow through with and do what we say we're going to do. If something needs done, we need to step up and do it. Uh, if we agree to do it, then we need to have the integrity and be a man of our word and do it. Uh, Barak and Deborah, they both had uh, integrity. They both followed through on what they said they would do. Uh, the next thing we see in, in this event is the enemy prepares. Uh, look at verse 11. Now Heber the Kenite, which was of the children of Hobab, the father-in-law of Moses, had severed himself from the Kenites and pitched his tent unto the plain of Zanaim, which is by Kadesh. And they showed Sisera that Barak the son of Abinoam was gone up to the Mount Tabar. And Sisera gathered together all his chariots, even 900 chariots of iron, and all the people that were with him from Herosheth of the Gentiles unto the river Kishon. So uh, Israel's enemy here, they're preparing to attack. Israel had to deal with many hardships over this period of the judges, and it's it all because of their own leaving God uh, and doing evil. Uh, we see here that uh, Sisera, the captain of Jabin's army, gets all of his people prepared to attack Israel. Uh, first, we see that he goes and he gains all the information he needs to mount an attack against Israel. He's not just blindly going out there. He, he goes and he's asking around and he's finding out where they are. He wants to know uh, the best route uh, to get to them. He makes a plan and starts getting his people in place to attack Israel. Uh, notice that Sisera, he's not being lazy. Uh, he's, he's getting ready to attack and he's putting the work in here. Uh, he's doing everything possible and everything necessary to make an attack. He wasn't laying around. He wasn't just enjoying his time or doing things he liked to do. Uh, he was preparing for something very important. He was hard at work preparing for an attack. So Israel's enemy is prepared for attack, but... Uh, really, our enemy, the enemy, is always prepared for an attack. First uh, Peter 5, 8, very uh, well-known verse. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Satan, right now, is walking about, seeking people. Uh, he's currently at work, uh, ready uh, to attack. Uh, Satan and his workers are ready. They are prepared for attacks at all time. Uh, Satan is very crafty. Uh, Genesis says Satan is subtle, more subtle than any. 
Uh, he is gathering information about us all the time so he can uh, mount a good attack. Uh, he is working all the time. Uh, he doesn't take a day off. He doesn't go on break. It's not like the cartoons where he's laying in a hammock. Uh, he doesn't do that. He is working. Satan is always working at trying to deceive us and trying to hurt us and trying to trip us. Uh, Satan and his army are always prepared to attack us. So what do we do about this? We prepare too. Uh, we need to first be a child of God uh, because none of us can defeat Satan. And uh, we only can do that with God. We must receive Jesus and then uh, have the Holy Spirit within us and let God through the Holy Spirit handle Satan for us. Uh, so first we must be a child of God. We also need to be prayed up. We need to have nothing between us and God first. Uh, so we need to confess the sins that may be in our life so that we can have a clear communication with God. Uh, how terrible would it be if Satan were to attack us and we're so covered up, so filthy with sin that we can't reach God? Uh, we need to keep our feet washed, like Jesus said. Uh, next, we also need to be prayed up so that we can be sure that we're on the right path. So we know that we're doing the right thing. We can be confident in what we are doing and that we are following God's will. And last, we also need to be in the word of God. It needs to be something that is so much a part of our life that it's flowing out of us. Uh, we should have so much of God's word read over and over again and memorized so much that it just naturally comes out of us. It, we should just, uh, without even trying, speak the words of God that are in his Bible. Uh, we should be able to recall verses when necessary, especially when being attacked by the enemy. These are the things that will help us be prepared for when the enemy attacks. Now, back to Deborah and Barak here. Uh, I want to look at the battle. Uh, look at verse 14. And Deborah said unto Barak, Up, for this is the day in which the Lord hath delivered Sisera into thine hand. Is not the Lord gone out before thee? So Barak went down from, the, from Mount Tabar and 10,000 men after him. Uh, so we see here uh, that the leaders here were obedient. Uh, the leaders here were obedient. Uh, they were told uh, to go to Mount Tabar with 10,000 men. And they did that exact thing. That's where they're at with their 10,000 men. They followed God's plan uh, for them and for Israel uh, correctly. Uh, they didn't cut corners. They didn't get lazy. They didn't try to take an easy route or maybe, uh, you know, that... You know, Mount, we don't want to climb Mount Tabar, so let's just stay down here where it's easier. They didn't do that. Uh, we need to be obedient to the will of God in our lives, and we need to be obedient to the whole word of God, not just the easy parts. Uh, we can't just do what's easy and leave the hard stuff alone. We have to be obedient to all of it. Uh, they were obedient. The leaders here were obedient. Also, we see that the leaders were full of faith. Uh, the leaders were full of faith. It says in verse 14 here, it says, For this is the day in which the Lord hath delivered Sisera into thine hand. Is not the Lord gone out before thee? They said that with faith. They weren't, they weren't wondering if the Lord was going to deliver Sisera. They knew that God was going to do it. They knew God said it and they knew God was going to do it. They fully believed 
God would do what he said back in verses 6 and 7. Let's take a look at that. And she sent and called Barak, the son of Abinoam, out of Kadesh Naphtali, and said unto him, Hath not the Lord God of Israel commanded, saying, Go and draw toward Mount Tabor, and take with thee ten thousand men of the children of Naphtali and the children of Zebulon? And they did that exact thing. Uh, Verse 7, And I will draw unto thee to the river Kishon, Sisera, the captain of Jabin's army with his chariots and his multitude, and I will deliver him into thine hand. They were told in verses 6 and 7 uh, what God's plan was. And, and they're uh, here in verse 14, as they're starting the battle, they're fully believing God's plan. They fully have faith in God's plan. They're not wavering in their faith. Uh, they are full to the top of faith in God's plan. God does not like wavering. It's something he does not like. Uh, Hebrews 10.23 says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Uh, God is faithful. God does not waver. God does not want us to waver either. Uh, James 1.6 says, But let him ask in faith nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Uh, one of these verses deals with faith and salvation. And the other is talking about faith and God's ability to answer prayers. Uh, we need to have faith, full faith, not wavering. Uh, notice in both, God expects us to be full of faith. Uh, we can't be second-guessing things all the time. We can't be worrying about everything. We cannot waver. We need to have nothing but faith in God's plan. Uh, we need to be faithful people. And we need to be people that are full to the top with faith. Deborah and Barak were both obedient and they were both faith, faithful. Uh, they were also serving. Look at verse 14 again. And Deborah said unto Barak, Up, for this is the day in which the Lord hath delivered Sisera into thine hand. Is not the Lord gone out before thee? So Barak went down from Mount Tabor and 10,000 men after him. They went down and they got to work. Uh, this would not be pleasant work, though. Uh, it wasn't easy work. It wasn't just singing a song during service, which for some that's pretty uh, scary, uh, but nothing like going to battle or going to war. Uh, this isn't like uh, playing games during VBS with the kids and having fun. Uh, this was a lot more terrifying than any of that. They were serving God and God's army, and they were headed into war. Uh, Barak was leading them into this service. Now, isn't it great to have a leader that goes into service with you? Uh, A leader that leads you into service. Uh, This is a leader that you can get behind, and you can go out and serve God with. He's not just sitting in an office and saying, hey, go out there and do that. And just sitting there, no, he's saying, follow me. I'm going to go serve God, and I want you behind me, and come with me and serve God with me. That's the kind of leader we need to get behind. Uh, Next we see uh, God does what he said he would do, like God always does. Uh, Look at verse 15. And the Lord discomforted Sisera and all his chariots and all his hosts with the edge of the sword before Barak. So that Sisera lighted down off of his chariot and fled away on his feet. But Barak pursued after the chariots 
and after the host unto Herosheth of the Gentiles, and all the host of Sisera fell upon the edge of the sword, and there was not a man left. God's plan was revealed to them back in verses 6 and 7, and we looked at that. And God's plan transpires in verses 15 and 16. God said he would deliver Jabin's army into Barak's hand, and God did exactly that. Uh, God said that he would draw Sisera out, and again, God did exactly that. We need to remember that God will always do exactly what he says he will do. Uh, Turn to Numbers 23, verse 19. Numbers 23:19. It says, "God is not man that he should lie. God does not lie. God said He was going to deliver them into their hands, and they believed God. They had faith in God. They knew that God would do what He was going to do, what He said He was going to do, because God does not lie. And this goes for all of God's words, anything God said. Uh, this means that we can believe without a doubt all of the Bible that we have today. Every single word in this Bible is God's word, and it was not a lie. God spoke to the people that he used to write this Bible. And we can know for sure that it, this Bible is real, and this Bible is true, and this Bible is right, because God spoke these words. These are God's words. Now let's move on to the death of Sisera, uh, Judges chapter 14, verse 17. It says, Howbeit Sisera fled away on his feet to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber, the Kenite. For there was peace between Jabin, the king of Hazor, and the house of Heber, the Kenite. And Jael went out to meet Sisera and said unto him, Turn in, my lord, turn in to me, fear not. And when he had turned in unto her into the tent, she covered him with a mantle. And he said unto her, Give me, I pray thee, a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. And she opened a bottle of milk and gave him drink and covered him. And again, or again he said unto her, Stand in the, tent, in the door of the tent, and it shall be when any man doth come and inquire of thee and say, Is there any man here? Thou shalt say no. Then Jael, Heber's wife, took a nail of the tent and took an hammer in her hand and went softly unto him and smote the nail into his temples and fastened it into the ground, for he was fast asleep and weary, so he died. And behold, it's a beautiful picture, isn't it? Uh, And behold, as Barak pursued Sisera, Jael came out to meet him and said unto him, Come, and I will show thee the man whom thou seekest. And when he came into her tent, behold, Sisera lay dead, and the nail was in his temples. So this is the death of Sisera. Sisera's death happened just as God said it would. Uh, Look at verse 9. And she said, I will surely go with thee, that's Deborah speaking, notwithstanding the journey that thou takest shall not be for thine honor, talking to Barak. For the Lord shall sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. And that's exactly what happened here. Sisera runs away just as his army is being defeated. Isn't that just great? You know, he's the leader of this army. He's the captain of the army. 
all his people are starting to die. He hops down off of his chariot and starts running. Uh, that's not a good leader. Uh, that's not the kind of leader I want to be following. I'd find myself a new team at that point. Uh, this is not the kind of leader that God picks for Israel either. Deborah and Barak were great leaders. They led in the work of the Lord. Uh, they kept on serving God even during the hard times. Uh, that's the kind of leader God wants. That is not the kind of leader Sisera was. Uh, Sisera, he makes it to a woman named Jael, and she asks him to come into her tent. And, and there's actually peace between uh, her people and his people. So he's thinking he's in a safe place. Uh, so that's why he goes in. And uh, she says that he doesn't need to be afraid, although he probably, I guess, should have been uh, if he could see what was going to happen. Uh, she covers him up, kind of tucks him in kind of thing, gives him a nice drink of milk, you know, put him to sleep like a little baby. Uh, now, uh, that makes sense, though, because he was just in this battle. It probably was not a short battle. Uh, you, we know that Israel had 10,000 men with them. We know that uh, Sisera had it, uh, 900 chariots plus how many ever people on foot uh, and, you know, they all pretty much died by the time Sisera decided to desert them. Uh, so that probably took some time. So he's probably tired. Then he gets off and he runs all the way to wherever, you know, however far this was. So when he gets there, he's probably pretty tired. She gives him that nice warm glass of milk, puts him to sleep. Uh, then uh, she kills him with a tent spike and a hammer. It's just just what happened, you know. Uh, Sisera dies by the hand of a woman, just as God said it would happen back in verse 9. God spoke in verse 9 through his prophetess Deborah. Uh, this event, along with others, makes it into the song of Deborah and Barak in chapter 5. I'm going to actually look at that. Chapter 5, verse 24. It says, Blessed above women shall Jael, the wife of Heber, the Kenite, be. Blessed shall she be above women in the tent. He asked water and she gave him milk. She brought forth butter and a lordly dish. She put her hand to the nail and her right hand to the workman's hammer. And with the hammer, she smote Sisera. She smote off his head. Again, a pretty picture here. Uh, when she had pierced and struck in through his temples. Uh, the Bible says that Jael was blessed. Because of her service to God. Uh, and that's why I wanted to read that part in chapter 5 there. Uh, she was not chosen to be in God's army here. She was not told beforehand that she would be chosen to serve God in this way. What actually happened here was there was a need. And she saw it. And she stepped up and took the opportunity to serve God. Uh, if only all of us would do the same. And... and a lot of us do that, but I know there's also times where we close our eyes when we walk by a full trash can, you know, that kind of thing. And I've seen people doing trash today, so it wasn't today. So, uh, But there's so many opportunities we miss. How, how many times do we not give out a track when we should have? Uh, there's so many opportunities that we don't take. We need to notice the opportunity, first of all. Pray and ask God to show you and make you aware of these opportunities. Uh, we also need to uh, pray for the courage to, to act on these opportunities. And we need to actually do it when the time comes. Now let's move on and we'll see that Israel is delivered. Uh, back to chapter 4 and verse 23. 
It says, So God subdued on that day Jabin, the king of Canaan, before the children of Israel. And the hand of the children of Israel prospered and prevailed against Jabin, the king of Canaan, until they had destroyed Jabin, king of Canaan. So God blessed Israel here. And God blessed Israel uh, first because obedience. They were obedient. Uh, Barak was obedient to the call to lead the Lord's army. Again, we talked about he was a little hesitant. He needed a little bit of encouragement. And, and you know, I think that's okay. Sometimes we might need some help. Uh, sometimes we might need someone to say, yeah, go ahead. You can do it. Uh, or I'll help you with it. I'll go with you. Like Deborah said, she said, surely I'll go with you. But ultimately he did what he was called to do. He led the Lord's army and he was obedient in that. Uh, Deborah was obedient in being the judge and the leader of Israel. Uh, she was also obedient in telling Barak God's message. Uh, she was the one that sent and told Barak what God wanted him to do. And uh, we need to be obedient to preaching God's message. If God gives me a message and I don't preach it for whatever reason, I can make up reasons that sound good. But if I don't preach God's message, I am not being obedient. Uh, the same goes when we don't preach salvation to the lost. God tells us to preach the salvation uh, to the lost. And if we don't do that, we're not being obedient. We need to make sure we are obedient to telling God's message to others. Uh, J.L. was also obedient to God's plan in her life as well. And again, uh, she, she was basically an innocent bystander until Sisera came around and she stepped up and did what she needed to do. God blessed Israel and delivered them because of obedience. God also blessed because of willingness to serve. Uh, willingness to serve. Deborah was more than willing to do whatever was needed to be done to be able to serve God. And she wanted to make sure God's plan was being done. Uh, Barak, he needed some encouragement. And we, we keep bringing that up, poor guy, but uh, he did. And I really wish that verse said, no matter what, I'm going to go out and serve God. But it doesn't. It says, if you go with me, I'll go. And thankfully, she said, yes, I'll go with you. And he went and he was obedient and he was willing to serve once she said yes. He went out and he did what needed to be done. We also seen that J.L. was willing to step up when the opportunity came. God blessed and delivered Israel because of their obedience and because of their willingness to serve. And also God blessed because of their faithfulness, their faithfulness. Throughout this entire event, we see the children of God have faith and they didn't just have faith. Uh, they didn't just talk about faith. They acted on their faith. Their actions showed their faith. Uh, you could see just by looking at what they were doing that they were full of faith. Uh, now, uh, years ago, I worked at Shears and I worked in a bunch of different departments in there over the seven or so years that I was there. And the, the department I ended up in most of the time was actually the one I liked the most, so it worked out okay. Uh, but there was some that I did not like. Uh, and one of those was the seasoning department, uh, where you were actually in charge of putting the seasoning on the chips. Now, if you were lucky, all your machines would have salt. And so once an hour, you just go pour a 50-pound bag of salt in this thing, and then you can forget about it for an hour. You know, pretty easy. You didn't get too dirty. It, it was nice. Uh, but some of the days, you would have different types of seasoning, like uh, sour cream and cheddar and, and nacho. I worked on the tortilla line, so we did 
all different kinds of delicious nacho and cool ranch kind of stuff. It, it was delicious. I ate a lot of it. And uh, But the part I didn't like was that you could always tell who was doing those seasonings. If you uh, went into the break room and you looked around, just by looking at people, you could tell that person's doing seasoning today. Because we had like these green shirts, almost kind of like the color Steve's wearing, and uh, it wasn't green anymore. If you were doing nacho, it was orange, you know. It, depending on what you were doing, it was a whole different color. I, we were, I worked on the cheese ball line once or twice, and it didn't matter. I tried so hard to be clean, and it didn't matter. It got on you. It just, it just did. And you could tell who was making cheese balls. You could be all the way on the other side of the plant, and they're walking by, and you're like, oh, yeah, that guy's making cheese balls. You could just tell by looking at them. You couldn't avoid it. That's how we need to be with our faith. We need to have so much faith. When we're walking by a hundred yards away, someone's like, wow, that guy has faith down there. You know, whatever that means. Maybe we need to go around singing some songs real loud that everybody can hear. Uh, or we can uh, just walk with a little bit of pep in our step instead of, you know, down all the time or something. Uh, people need to see our faith. People, it needs to be obvious that we are full of faith. The last thing we see in this passage is that God gave Israel rest for 40 years. Uh, Look at chapter 5, verse 31. It says, So let all thine enemies perish, O Lord, but let them that love him be as the sun when he goeth forth in his might. And the land had rest forty years. God again delivers Israel, and God again blesses them with forty years of peace and rest. Uh, God did not have to do this. Uh, this is an example of God's love for his children. This is also an example of God's mercy for his children. And praise God for how much he loves us. And praise God for his mercy towards us. Uh, there was a theme that I could not avoid throughout this entire event that we read here, this passage here. Um, and uh, that is obedience, service, and faithfulness. I see it in all parts of this story. Uh, we need to be obedient to the things of God. We need to be uh, staying close to God and, and close to his word. We need to be asking God every day when we wake up, Lord, what is it that you want me to do today? I mean, that's why we're here, right? We're here to serve God. And, and why would we not ask God, what do you want me to do today? We need to be obedient to what God tells us to do. We also need to be willing to serve. Uh, sometimes serving will be a lot of fun. Uh, some messages I preach, I enjoy. Some are a little bit harder to preach and I don't enjoy. Uh, I had a whole lot of fun last week at VBS. It was a blast. I mean, I got to be Jonah and Daniel and Samson, world's strongest man. See, that's, you know why they picked me, right? Uh, maybe not. I asked the kids, I said, do I, don't I look strong? They all said, no, <laughs> I don't know why, but, uh. But it was fun. You know, I got thrown out of a boat. I got spit out of a whale. I had fun serving God. That was all serving God. But it was fun. Sometimes serving God is going to be fun. Sometimes it's going to be work. All of that fun was work, to be honest with you. Uh, we all worked really hard last week. I'm sure everybody hit their pillow and went to bed instantly every night. Uh, we had a lot of work to do. Sometimes serving God is going to be a lot of work. Sometimes you won't feel like it. Uh, sometimes you may not feel capable of doing what God has asked you to do. Now, I did magic tricks for VBS, and it's the first time I ever done that in public. I kind of used to play around 
with that kind of stuff when I was a teenager. Um, and, you know, I was real nervous about it and I didn't feel like I could do it. But, you know, the, I figured the kids would like it. So I gave it a try and God just made it work. Uh, sometimes I don't feel capable of doing what it is that God has asked me to do. But if I'm willing to do it, that is when God can do his best work because I don't need to be capable to do it. I just have to be willing to do it and God can work through me. We also need to be full of faith. Again, so much faith that it just cannot be avoided. Uh, I think of that guy from the uh, that kid from the Peanuts cartoon. Is it Pigpen that has the dirt ball around him and, and everybody he walks by gets dirty? That's how it sh- our faith should be. Everybody we walk by should get some faith just shed on them so they can't help but have a little bit of faith when we walk by. It should be contagious like that. Uh, what we do, our actions should show that we are full of faith. When God tells us to do something and and we're not sure if we can do it, that is the perfect opportunity to take a step in faith. Uh, you can show God and you can show the ones around you how big your faith is and how big your God is and how great God really is. Uh, Deborah and Barak, and, and as we've seen, even Jael was full of faith. They acted in faith and not in the flesh. Jael wasn't even chosen to be a leader. Uh, we were reading about a lot of leaders and judges, so we kind of set them on a different pedestal and we think we're lower than them. Uh, J.L., she wasn't even a leader. It doesn't matter who you are. If you're the pastor, if you're the head usher, if you're the sound guy or girl tonight, uh, if, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're just sitting in the pew and that's what you do, you just show up. Well, we're glad you show up. But we all have a place in God's plan, no matter who we are and what we do. Even if you're not the leader, you're not in charge of something, your actions can make a huge difference for the work of the Lord. I, I think of those uh, two kids that got saved. And uh, so we do like a little object lesson and we give an invitation afterwards and a couple kids wanted to go out. And after that uh, is, I believe, when I did my magic act. And, you know, I'm kind of like fumbling around with this amateur magic stuff. And, and I'm not leading that kid to the Lord. But if I'm not in here doing my magic stuff, the rest of the kids would be running around like, maniacs because that's how kids are and it would have interrupted that whole thing so I, even though i wasn't directly a part of that what my what i did what my actions were were a part of that and same with everybody that was here doing their job what we do what our actions are can make a huge difference for the work of the lord uh, so let's make sure that we're willing to serve when the opportunity comes let's pray